I am a sucker. I'm the first one to fall for the sales pitch and I've been ripped off, screwed and manipulated more times than you can imagine. Why did I study all this stuff? Because I hated being a sucker and I wanted to be able to put it up and be like, I know what you're doing. I'm going to outsmart you, you son of a buck. Welcome to the Grounded Content Podcast, where tactical and effective meets grounded and honest in advertising, marketing, and content creation. I'm your host, Marion Abrams. You've heard me say it before. Today, everything's digital. And what that means is you're not just competing with your neighborhood anymore. You and I, we're competing with everyone in the world. And you know what? I'm never going to be a better Oprah than Oprah. And you're never going to be a better Gary Vee than Gary Vee. But no one else can be you. And no one else can be me. You win by doubling down on you. In this episode, I talked to Mike Koenigs. His thing is the superpower accelerator. He helps people build what he calls a category of one brand, recession-proof and competition-proof. And look, Mike Koenigs is super polished, and you know I can be skeptical. But here's what I've learned. The people who are willing to share their knowledge and understanding of influence and motivation, those are not the ones you need to worry about. And Mike is willing to share. In this interview, he shares his six superpower accelerators. If you're working on building your category of one brand, I think you're going to find the six accelerators that he shares really helpful. Before we start, I do have one quick favor. Unlike Instagram or Facebook or even YouTube, podcasting doesn't have a back and forth or a way to interact. But I want to know who you are, and I want to know how I can make the show better for you. That way, I can feel like we're talking to each other. I'm easy to find on Instagram, or you can use my form at madmotion.com slash groundedpodcast. And I'll be back at the end of the show to talk about things a little more. So first of all, welcome. Mike Koenigs is with me today. And in order to get ready for this interview, I started digging through some of the multitudes of content that are out there. And at first I started digging and I thought, here's a guy that's really into helping other people get their message across. And it took me a while to find your message and what was the essential thing that I really wanted to ask you about on this podcast. And what I came upon, and I hope you're good with it, is you have this idea of your superpower accelerator and you talk about leverage and you talk about packaging and finding that thing. And I think what I'd like to talk about is how you find that essential sort of persona or superpower or leverage that thing that everybody's looking for. And I feel like you kind of were doing personal branding before personal branding had a name. Yeah, I've been interested in celebrity and fame and influence. And thank you, Marianne, for that. That was a great setup and great question. But I've been interested in all this since I can remember. I've loved movies and film and radio and Johnny Carson and anyone who could get into someone's soul and make the world see them for who they truly are and language patterns and influence, persuasion, all those things are fascinating. So my first company was called Digital Cafe. We were one of the first digital marketing agencies and we worked with big brands and we promoted movies and that kind of thing. But then I discovered online 
copywriting back in the early days of the web. We're talking in the 90s, like the mid 90s when the web was brand spanking new. So if you fast forward past all this stuff and get into the how part, I have found that the secret to unlocking someone's core why, their passion, their true superpowers, and how to amplify that into what I call a category of one. And that is, if you think for a moment, Elon Musk, I think will be the first trillion dollar personal brand. And Elon Musk and Tesla and SpaceX have never once paid for advertising, probably very little in marketing. Why? Because Elon knows how to leverage, but he knows how to constantly create stories and intrigue. And if I say the word Elon, you know who he is. If I say Beyonce, you know who she is. If I say Oprah, you know who she is. Jay-Z, Madonna, right? They're all categories of one, not because of something unique or special they do, but there's something about their persona. So for us ordinary people, I believe everyone has a superpower. Everyone has a potential category of one. And what defines it is and are the transformations you've provided to other people, because only you have lived and provided that for someone else. And if you get used to telling a story, starring your ideal person you help or support or serve in a way where someone like them hears that story and can project them into a movie starring them as the hero with you as the guide, you always win. And that really is what I've determined is the secret to writing books, creating great podcasts, creating great products and content. It's relatively easy, but it's a non-obvious process to get there. So what is that process, that relatively easy, non-obvious? Okay. So I've decided now, I, I call them the six accelerators. So the first accelerator to make this happen is, and it's such an overused word, but it's your mindset. Okay. And I'm going to speak to a specific audience for a moment, which I would imagine is your audience. So Marianne, if I sat down and I said, why are you in business in the first place? What drew you to wanting to be an entrepreneur? And what was it that basically forced you to express this side of your humanity? Oh, are you really asking me that now? I'm really asking you because I'm going to teach you, but I thought I'd, I'd make it as interactive. Oh, this is great because I'm going to walk away with like a free lesson here. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, my goal is to give you a transformation and everyone listening or watching this, the same transformation. All right. This is going to be great. So now I have to listen with a different mindset. So why am I an entrepreneur? I never had any choice. The things I wanted to do, there weren't jobs available doing them. Great. So you're unemployable. <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> That's yeah. correct. And, and and very often, and so that's a very common characteristic about entrepreneurs. Basically, they can't put up with the aggravation of working for someone else. And because you're unemployable, an employer couldn't put up with the aggravation of having you around. But you do have some special powers. For me, I chose to live in the middle of nowhere. So for 20 years, I lived in a town of 500 people, which I think we may have in common, right? Yeah, you, I grew, grew up, up in a, a town tiny of 763. Town. I got that. Yeah. So I chose to live there and I chose to work in video production. So that was pretty much the reason. There was nobody there to hire me. So I had to start my own. Great, great. So and that really comes down to no one could do it for me. I had to do it for myself. So here is the common theme. If I asked you why three times, we would get to the point of it's freedom, baby. 
what drives entrepreneurs at a fundamental core level is freedom. That is a primary mindset. Now, here's another thing, especially after we've lived for a while, is you know your message increases everything you touch. And I'm going to read something to you, which is a resonant message that I oftentimes say to someone and they're like, ah, so it's, I am an expert. I have a message to share. I've figured out how to overcome either big life and or business challenges. I understand my message will help more people. I want to connect with more people who think like I do. And I know my wisdom will increase the value of my business services and give me more access to more people. That sound like you? Yeah, that's great. I I just, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable because I'm supposed to be asking you the questions. That's okay. We're just doing an engaging little process here. It's good. But the next step is we, we start with the mindset and you've got what I would consider the entrepreneur's mindset. And ultimately, you're also most likely looking for leverage so you can work on your business, not in your business, right? That's an easy yes, right? For, yeah. I don't okay. know who would say no to that. Yes. Yeah. And if I cast the net, as I I like to do, it's sort of like you're looking for reinvention personally and professionally. If you're a long time learner, some people are fine where they are. Most entrepreneurs are looking for more. And you know how valuable being packaged as a premium brand is. And you most likely have a history of investing in yourself and being able to listen to coaching and advice and know it creates a multiplier effect. So I know that was casting a wide net, but that is the mindset. And some people who don't resonate with that, I know that they're going to be stuck. They'd be better off working in a factory, and that's okay. So that's step one is the mindset. Step two is the market, which is the who do you want to be a hero to? And now I'm going to tell you a shortcut, and then I'm going to ask you the who do you want to be a hero to, Marianne. This is great. This is like the bonus of having a podcast is all the free coaching. Yeah, yeah. You're getting big access. So what I always do is I look at and I say, who do you want to be a hero to? And describe to me your top 2%, the best person you've ever worked with. And if you only had people like that, clients or customers, you'd be happy for the rest of your life. In fact, if I could say to you right now, Marianne, once we finish this exercise, I'm going to show you how to access those people and speak say, or have a video that delivers the fewest number of words so those people show up and say, Marion, I love who you are, what you stand for, I love your why, and I already know I want to work with you. Just tell me, where do I wire the money? That's the perfect scenario. So who do you want to be a hero to? Who do I want to be a hero to? Okay. So this is actually great timing because I've just started building a business sharing the wisdom that I have, which is teaching podcasters who are already out there doing it, how to actually be effective. So people who have a real mission and a goal, whether it's a business one or a purpose-driven one, but they just don't know how to be strategic. They don't know the whole big picture, how to be a great on-camera host, all the things that 30 years of helping other people have taught me how to do. So that's it right there. I just feel a little guilty about this because I feel like- Good, you're getting stretched. You're getting stretched. Yeah. Here. So I invite you to be selfish today, and I can assure you that this is interesting from a dramatic perspective for your audience. It's like when it's real, right? It's just raw and authentic. Okay, and I'd like to ask you then, is there a specific person 
who is your perfect who, who you've already done this with, who's experienced the transformation? So I don't really want to name any names. Is it a boy or a girl? I don't even want to get there. Okay, we'll just call this Moob. Let's pretend Moob. it's Moob Perfect. for a Moob moment. Moob from Oob. <laughs> and Moob from Oob is a blank that does blank. You can, can you kind of describe something or other? Yeah, if Moob from Oob were a real person, this person would have a mission and be willing to learn and listen and be willing to put tremendous resources behind the project to grow it. Yes. So you're dealing with a successful person who's mission-driven and is really engaged, enrolled, willing to take advice, implement to get results. Right. Okay. That's move. Okay. Move for move. And normally what I would do is I would get really, 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 really deep. If I gave you like the what our ideal audience is, I know the groups they belong to and there's a whole other process we dig through when we work with someone, but we'll leave it with that with Moob from Oob. So that's our market. That's step two. Step three, then, is what is your business model? In other words, what's the exchange of value? You do X and you get paid Y. So it's how you make money. And my goal in doing this is once I've elevated your packaging, positioning, and what we call your category of one... I like to construct an offer that's two to 10 times higher than anything you've ever asked for and craft the identity that you can step into to talk about that. Because what is preventing you from getting exactly what you want, it's first of all, it's your mindset. It's knowing who your perfect move from Oob is. It's the model that they're like, holy cow, I want that value because I see it 10xing or 100xing the quality of my life or my business. So what's your model? God, you're good at this. This is great. Okay. So, I mean, I am in a place where I'm still figuring the model out, but what I have figured out so far is it feels insufficient for this discussion. So what I have done so far is produced, which I don't want to do anymore, right? But what I want to do is be the guide. And I have done a bunch of that either on an hourly rate or on a retainer, but I am looking to develop a better model that is more of a process-oriented kind of a model. And I've toyed with some kind of assessment packages that maybe convert into a retainer, but I'm in the very early stages. I'm actually just starting to test that out with some clients. Okay. So I'm going to give you a little insight here. First of all, do you know the fastest way to make a million dollars? Start with 10. Yeah, there, that's a good one. <laughs> I actually told that story. I was literally in Hollywood this last weekend. I'm working with some big producers and some big talent representatives. And we were joking that the fastest way to make $100 million is to start with a billion and make a movie. Right, right. So here's the the happy would be the fastest way to make a million dollars is to find one person whose quality of life could be elevated and their status could be elevated with you in it. And if we imagined your perfect move from Oob, there's probably someone who is so mission, vision driven, who only with your superpowers and your unique talents, which is your history of providing transformations, with that story told right, they'd imagine themselves and be like, Marion, I will pay you whatever you want so you can do that with me and for me. Will you be my partner? And you might say, hey, look, 
the normal fee to do that would be a million dollars. And they'd be like, no problem. I'll just stroke the check. Okay, that's one possibility. The other one is, why don't we collaborate together? And here's what will happen. There's going to be a base fee because I'm going to have to do a whole bunch of other stuff to position you and elevate you so you have impact and you need an audience and, 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 and. There's a whole bunch of ands here. And our collaboration, what we're going to do is we're going to craft an offer and you're going to ultimately sell something or provide some value and you'll performance pay me based upon X. So there's a way to position the offer so you're providing a million dollars worth of value. Your fees might be 10% of that, which are still double what you've ever charged in your whole life, okay? But it all comes down to Really, really, really knowing who your move from Oob's deepest, darkest, and glorious desires are so you can speak to that and they can see themselves as a hero in a movie starring them with you as your guide. Okay, so I'm going to divert us a little bit because I have a yeah, couple go questions ahead, here. We have three more to go. Okay, minor diversion. So there's a lot of bullshit out there in this space. Tons. Right? Mostly. Yeah, it's mostly, yeah, mostly. bullshit. Let's exactly. just be honest. Yeah. Right. So is that something you worry about? Yeah. So here's how I break through. I don't work with anyone who hasn't had transformations, real genuine transformations that are certifiable and real. So my mechanism for crafting a category of one drives from the fact that, first of all, I mean, you can smell a turd. Let's just face it. Okay. And you can put layers and layers of frosting on turds. Underneath, it's still a turd. But you do a little bit of Google research, and if someone's super litigious, for example, I know they're a turd, okay? That'll be like a for example. And if there's a whole bunch of hating going on, okay, that's like you want to run away. And I look at it like this. I have a rule, which is my charity and my business are separate. I give a lot of money away to charity. My wife's run a nonprofit for 16 years. We've raised millions of dollars for it. I don't work with broke people because broke people who work with broke people end up broken, broken. And so that's another rule. But getting back to the BS factor, the first thing I do when I'm working with someone is I say, tell me a story about the person you've worked with or created a transformation. Tell me a story. And if they can't come up with a legitimate story and be able to connect with that person and have them tell their version of the story, it's probably a no. Now, if it's a startup that's financed and funded with a person with a history of transformations, that's an okay, right? That's a winner. But the net for you is start with the transformations, have them tell some stories. And if you've got three to 10 of them, that's enough to create a great platform, write a book, do a podcast, do a TED talk, and create some momentum. So because I come from the sort of like the old New England school of like, you always underpromise and overdeliver. Sometimes the stories that you are asking people to tell are hard to tell. Yes. And it requires a lot of effort because most people go about providing transactions, not transformations. And they're looking for the next transaction, the next transaction, and they don't think that way. So the way I frame it is from this moment forward, every interaction you ever have with another human being is going to be a movie starring that person, not you. And your goal is to make them a hero, guide them to the promised land. You are their Moses, you're their Yoda, you're their you're Jesus. Mm, help you, I will. I will be your Yoda. So we've got to get them to the promised land. And if you think about that journey, the transformation is going to be your process. It's going to be your system, and it's going to enable you to tell better stories. 
our brains love stories. It's just like there's a beginning, there's a middle, there's an end, and that's life, right? So we're wired for story, but we are not wired to tell good stories. And that requires some education. So that really is step four, which is message. And I'm going to tell you a little story that was told to me. And are you ready for it? I'm ready. I'm ready. First of all, I'm just admiring the fact that you went kind of meta and you know that doing a great story is great content, but rather than telling a great story, you actually are making the story in front of the audience with me, which is very cool. All right. So now you can- That's what I do for a living. You know, it's basically what I do for a living. It's great. And it's reframing and reframing. It's reframing value. So here's the story. So years ago, two years ago now, so I do a podcast with a guy named Dan Sullivan from Strategic Coach. It's called Capability Amplifier. I have listened. I want to ask you. I have some questions about that one too. We're going to run out of time, but go ahead. No, that's fine. I made time for you today. So here's the setup. Dan's got the most interesting mind of anyone I've ever met in my life. He is brilliant. And as I like to say, he's like a best friend, brother, father, grandfather, mentor, all rolled in one. Really interesting. So I decided one day to ask him a question, which is, hey, Dan, what's the best pitch you've ever heard? And he said, oh, I've got something better than a great pitch. I have a one-word offer. And I'm like, oh, Jesus is coming. It's the second coming, okay? This is from a marketer's perspective. This is a dream. He says, but it requires a story. So here's the story. Whenever Caesar lived, I think it's like 450 BC-ish. It's in that neighborhood. Let's say it's before Christ, okay? And the way the Roman Empire expanded and grew is by going out and conquering other countries and people. And the system at the time was just conquer, acquire, and absorb. And Romans were great at absorbing cultures and people and everything. And when you were absorbed, the boys became soldiers, fought in the Roman army. And if they survived long enough, they'd be rewarded with a piece of land. Now, if they got that piece of land... They had voting rights. Land rights meant voting rights. Voting rights were the equivalent of human rights. To be a Roman citizen at the time was extraordinary. You had roads, a common language, you had military. There was a lot to be said about being a citizen, not a slave, you know, right? The currency, everything. Well, what had happened is Rome had been doing a lot of conquering, and they were forgetting to pay their people what they promised, which is their land and their voting rights. So, There were hordes marching towards Rome about to lay peril. And you got to remember, a country built upon absorption and other cultures meant that there were a whole bunch of Roman citizens or soldiers who weren't citizens. They're like, yeah, you bastards, you deserve this. So at the last minute, Julius Caesar jumps up and shouts one word to the hordes before they broke through, which was civitas. Civitas meaning citizenship. He granted them citizenship for one word. And the moral of the story is a one-word offer is possible, but first you've got to set the story up with what that means and how you feel. What's the emotional load there, and what does everyone want at the end of the day? And it is freedom, right? That is the seed that exists within all of us, and somehow you've got to unleash that it's going to be freedom to be creative, freedom to express yourself. And I truly believe the highest degree of human evolution is not a human being, but a human expression. And that's, that's number four, message. That is a grand and poetic description of message as I have ever heard. Thank you, Marion. From one storyteller to another, I appreciate that. 
So ready for number five? And I'm then, ready. Uh, we'll zip through these. So your goal then, the Marion story is, what's the transformational story that will lock someone in, your ideal perfect move from Oob to go, you've got it. I want you. And I want the feeling you're going to give me because I know that by working with you, you're going to unlock my capabilities and my ability to express myself fully and blah, 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 whatever the blah, blah, blahs are. So number five is the media, which is if you could have the greatest story, but look, if you're trying to sell hardcover books to blind people, that's the wrong media. And one thing I know is someone who reads a hardcover book is different than a paperback, is different than a Kindle, is different than an audiobook, is different than a podcast, is different from a magazine, than TV. I don't watch TV anymore, but I've got an Apple TV with every gadget, you know, every service on it. And I think you've written a book about how to express your message in every single one of those platforms, haven't you? You've got publishing, podcasting, like you've hit them all. Yeah. I've written a bunch of books and I've helped 1,800 people write books with my systems. So that's part of what I did is I created a platform on how to create platforms. But yes, and I still think the best way to position yourself as an expert and authority in a frameable way that's super affordable is books, 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 books. And I've been a total slug for the past few years. I, I wrote 13 in a row and then I took a break because I started writing three books. I got a publishing deal. And every time I'd be like nine months into it, I'm like, I'm already bored with this topic. I don't want to even talk about it anymore. So, but I've got the new one. I'm, I'm doing that's it. That's like now. the sign of a true curious person is as soon as you fully understand something, you're on to the next thing. Yep. Yawn. You start to take it for right. granted, right? All right. So we got five is media. Five is media. I got the last one. All right. This is, Wait, I thought this there, is were, there were six. I thought there were seven. six. Okay, okay. Here's what they are. So it's mindset. Yep. Market. Model. Message. Media. That's five. Last one are multipliers. Okay, so here's the basic idea. I'm going to make little air circles for you. But if you imagine the center circle is your ideal market. Okay, that's who you want to be a hero to. You know, again, depending on how much revenue you need to make, if you had 10, 100, 1,000, 10,000 of those of the right ones, you'd be happy for life. Boom, that's your target. Now, around there are groups that would be affinity groups that those people belong to. Now, so for example, I do a podcast with Dan Sullivan, which is part of Strategic Coach. I know from history that some of my best clients are Strategic Coach members. Why? We all speak a common language and we are freedom focused to the max. Okay. So in a way, just having that podcast and speaking to that audience is idyllic. But outside of that, the next ring, the third ring are going to be influencers. So if you asked yourself, First of all, who's my perfect who? And your perfect who is? Moob from Oob. Yeah, Moob from Oob. And there might be a Moob from Oob user group. It could be Moob from Oob could be an Uber nerd, okay, who loves eating Oob berries, okay? And they're just totally into Oob berries. And the only place you can find Oob berries is on a dis no anyway well so we'll stay <laughs> stay focused stay focused rabbit squirrel anyway so what we do is we would find that group and then there's an influencer there's one person who everyone trusts inside that group and that's magnificent so if you could just convince the influencer so they'd stand up and be like marion 
Abrams is the best person in the world for helping you develop your style, your character, your message, and your ability to put together and perform and create amazing podcasts. You have to work with her. And every one of you people here, every one of you moobs from Moob should be doing a podcast and you want to talk to her. In fact, she told me that she's willing to work with all of you in a group format and teach you. So you're going to get a special deal, but here's the deal. It has to happen today. If you're a hesitator, if you have to think about it, then you're already not allowed. In fact, what she told me, and I supported it, I told her she had to do this. If you don't make a decision right now, the price to get in later is triple. So get your ass over there to that table, sign up, start working with Marion, and change your life, okay? And by the way, there's someone here, there's a special Moob Uber over here who's worked with Marion who's going to tell her story right now, the transformation, because she feels fully expressed. Now, here's the difficulty I have. Oh, are you afraid you're going to fail the system or is the system going to fail you? Okay, so first of all, on a personal level, of course, there's all of the personal terror, but that's a whole different subject. Not for the, yep, for there's the therapy for that. Right, therapy and the, drugs, yeah, Marion. Right. That's, that's yes. a whole other thing. I can get over that. So me, I have seen particularly producing a podcast that I have where we've interviewed a lot of people. Some of them are brilliant. Some of them are full of baloney, right? Are boobs. So they're, yes. Boobs from Moob. And they're the so wrong people. When I hear that kind of messaging, you know, buy it now, the sale's going to end, this special offer just for you, I immediately think the radar goes off. The bullshit radar. The bullshit meter goes off, and I think, no, that is not for me. My messaging was off for Marion Abrams. So we can massage that into a heartfelt, love-felt, non-pushy, non-salesy, non-infomercially But does it work? Does it work as well? It does. No, it won't convert as well, but it will with the right audience. Look, like, my wife... Vivian worked with Deepak Chopra and worked in the what I call the fuzzy bunnies, feathers, crystals, woo-woo space for a long time. And you got to speak heart, 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 and feelings to them, okay? And you don't talk about money because they've got their own traumas relating to that as a whole. This is why we start with market, market, market. If I don't know who you want to be a hero to and we just completely understand I know every not word, every not phrase, everything they trust, every person they trust. We're composing a script and they're like, ah, I'm already there. You know what I love about this is that at the same time that the thing that turned me off was that it was so marketing messagey, but actually what you're brilliant at is crafting the message and it might be a message that's effective for a different audience that's just as markety, right? But it's just using different language. Totally. So last week, I interviewed a woman named Rebecca Heiss. I don't know what week it'll publish, but she is an evolutionary psychologist. And so we talked about all the drivers of behavior, all the things that trigger human behavior. And one of the things we were sort of talking about is where are those lines? If you know you can trigger a certain behavior, where is it persuasion and where is it manipulation? And that has to do with if you're a soulless turd who steals and hurts and harms. And look, this is a conversation in its own. We could go a million miles deep with it. I believe at the end of the day, you have to genuinely love who you are a hero to. And 
you would genuinely want to have them in your life and play with them. So like one of the things I'm doing right now with my clients, like I happen to love to fish. I grew up in a little tiny fishing community in Minnesota. This is your town of 800 people or 650 people, right? 763. And I'm going to cry right now if I go too far down this, but like I started fishing when I was just a little boy with my dad. And so I've got a big story, a big emotional hook right now associated with that. So one of the things that I've been planning is I'm taking some of my favorite clients fishing and we're going to the Baja, which is one of my favorite resting places. You know, it's like where if I had to choose a place I was going to pass, it'd be there. I love Mexico. I love the culture of Mexico and I love the air down there. I smell the air and it smells like home. I love the water and I love fishing. It's to me, it's a spiritual experience. So the point being, I genuinely have love affairs with the people I work with. And I have a rule. I only work with people I love on businesses I love or can fall in love with. That's brilliant. That's brilliant, right? Because then you can sell as hard as you want to. Totally. And you know that it is, you know, I hate the word authentic. So I'm going to give you another follow-up question that you may not have been asked. Okay. I have one little thing I want to add so I don't forget it. Please do. Go. Okay. This is the final component of the multiplier. It's the ambassador. So remember, I've got the individual is the center target. You've got affinity groups, influencer, and ambassador. An ambassador is the one person who owns trust with multiple influencers and multiple affinity groups who can do what, you know, when I told you the influencer story, the ambassador commands the attention of the influencers. So if you imagined, you know, and again, I I use this example because it's the easiest to recognize. If Oprah stood up right now and said, Marion Abrams is the most heart-centered teacher trainer who will absolutely guide your By the way, my BS meter goes up for that language too, because I... Okay. (laughs) All right, good. But you're good. Whatever the hell it would be. Yeah. No, you're good. You and I, I haven't gotten into your head yet, I know, but if I know. we spend a little bit of time, I'll know what your hot buttons are and we all have them. Okay. And your trauma. And like, I'll tell you mine, I am a sucker. I'm the first one to fall for the sales pitch and I've been ripped off, screwed and manipulated more times than you can imagine. Why did I study all this stuff? Because I hated being a sucker and I wanted to be able to put it up and be like, I know what you're doing. I'm going to outsmart you, you son of a buck. So our, our traumas drive all of these reactions, and they're either epigenetic, meaning multi-generational, or there's something that happened in our childhood because mommy and daddy did whatever to us, or we're made fun of, or blah, 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 blah. But that's it. And now I've wrapped it up. Now I'm all yours. Okay, so this is great. So first of all, I will keep poking and asking questions because that's what I do, and I think that's what makes it interesting for people. Yeah, I love smart people, and you're smart, so this is great. (laughs) Smart or smart ass, or maybe this is proving the idea that I'm impossible to hire. No, both are better. (laughs) Both are better. I like smart, smart asses. Yeah. So here's the question. You grew up in a town of 753 people. I have some theories about that. I actually think that if you live in a really small town, it makes you, one, very, I don't want to say authentic again, but everything that you do has repercussions. So if you're nasty to the lady at the gas station, it might be her father that's your doctor. So you have to be, you know, a person of your word. If you live in a small town. And I suspect that also you have the opportunity. I mean, you said your kind of motivation and learning all this stuff was when you got suckered by it all. But I suspect also when you're in a small community, you see better than most people 
the reaction people have to whatever your behaviors are. And that teaches you how to convey these messages. Do you think growing up in that little town had some influence? Yes, you nailed it. And I'm going to plus it just a little bit. So my dad is a barber and I grew up in a barber shop cleaning up. And the first thing I remember my dad teaching me is you hold out your hand, you shake his hand, you look a man in his eye and tell him who you are. I get all weepy because he's dying right now. I was going to say, I could tell you love your dad. I can tell that. Yeah, total hero. And like he worked his ass off. So he's a barber, city clerk, he's building inspector, and then he donated tons of time, which he didn't have. The truth is to the point where it wasn't good for the family, but you know, it's just that he was a man of service. So I can remember one time, I've only been picked up by cops a couple times. One time I mooned a meter maid and another time I thought it was the funniest damn thing in the world, but it turned out there was some predator running around and I'm like 15 years old, but they scared the hell out of me. And when the cops came, they're like, you're Bernie's kid. God damn it. That's what their response is. They still locked me up, scared the hell out of me. And then when they brought me back, the cop was like, I think it's the funniest damn thing I've ever seen, but we can't let that happen. My dad thought it was funny and let me off the hook. And other times it's, you know, I'd be doing something. He'd whack me on the head and he'd be like, what the hell are you thinking? You know, that's a client of mine or he knows a client. Right. Everything comes back. An hour and a half to walk down the shitty little Mankato mall because everyone knew Bernie the Barber. It was nonstop. So I was very, very accountable. And that's very deeply ingrained in my uh, DNA. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that's a good thing? Well, it sucked a lot. You know, if I'd be like doing a little graffiti on a building, you're like, you're Bernie's kid. Stop that. He'd hate that. I couldn't get away with anything, really, which made me a little angry and rebellious, of course. But I think at the end of the day, it creates a conscience. And I think on the deepest level, I could be a hundred times richer than I am if I would have cut some corners and if I would have been able to live with myself or doing shitty things. But I wouldn't be married to the woman I married to because she wouldn't put up with it. And my kid was born with a very strong sense of what is just and right. And, you know, it'd be like, if I move a little bit off the rails, it'll be like, He's giving me the look. This kid's a very old soul. Well, and to your point, right? You said everybody wants freedom or whatever it is they want. You might have more money, but I don't think you would have satisfaction. Peace of mind. Holy crap. I mean, that that at the end of the day is, you know, if, in my darkest hours when I've been gyrating and hurt the most, if someone says, what do you want? It's just like, I just want a moment of effing peace. Peace, for God's sakes. And we live under the illusion. And look, I'm still wired this way. I grew up lower middle class. We didn't have much of anything. We had enough, but we didn't have extra. And it was fear of running out, not being enough, not having enough. That, that's just core wiring. But when you don't think about money, you're looking for peace. And most people become, at some point, addicts because they're trying to change their state because the thing they thought would make them happy doesn't make them happy. And they hit the deadline. And you know, I have a very good friend who's worth well over $100 million. Like He's hit everything. Yes, he would say, I have reached every brass ring. And he's like, not even 50. He's like, I'm sad because I don't know where to go. I'm obsessive compulsive. And, you know, he's driving himself nuts because all that's left is empty. 
And he said, I don't have any hobbies. I'm on 99.6% of the time. And I know I'm out of balance, right? And I'm like, well, you can't approach peace like that you've approached the rest of your life. It's not something you acquire or win at. And when I told him that, he was like, I, 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 you could see it was like a robot. <laughs> Smoke coming out of the ears. It was like yeah. this Cylon not working well, operating system broken. Yeah, I think I know some of those people too. So this is so much fun for me, by the way. Fun for me too. You're awesome. Okay, so I do want to jump back a little bit because I pretend that this podcast, no, it is about marketing, but it's about kind of all these things about persuasion and manipulation and how people think and behavior and all that stuff, which I find interesting and I have to trust that others will find it interesting too. So you had mentioned the podcast you do with Dan Sullivan, brilliant strategic thinker. And you were talking in one of the episodes about this thing called a talent stack. And you were helping somebody prep for an appearance on Rogan. And I thought it was a really interesting way to think about that. We scripted the whole thing out, all right? And I want to make this as applicable to anyone as possible, because if you'd walk in, and again, I would just say we'd have to go through the six M's, you know, to make this work, depending on the who you are. And I would literally design it with your business in mind. So again, it's the mindset. So I would assemble a talisman that would, first of all, get us in the right mindset. Would it be like, hey, I brought something super special for you. So it'd be properly framed. And then the market, which is knowing the who to the precise side. And that means researching the hell out of them. And then the business model, I'd create a transitional vehicle that might represent what I do and how I do it. So I'm top of mind whenever that talisman gets used or seen. I'd want to embed a message. In other words, what is the story, the transformational journey that's embedded inside here? In a Joe's story, you'd come up with something in common that you have in common that would be a hunting story, for example. And then the talisman is the media. And then the multiplier effect would be make this so braggable that you'd have to have it setting out. You know, it's an item that you'd never throw away. And one of the cheapest mechanisms is a signed book, for example, is a relatively non-throwawayable thing if it's framed properly. That is such a great way to wrap this up because it brings it back to all of the things that you talked about in the process earlier. So first, I want to tell anyone listening how grateful I am because we went way over. I had to pause to do some family stuff. And Mike actually made time to come back and finish this conversation, which I am so grateful for. And so as we wrap up, before I give you the, you know, where do people find you, I'd like to give you an opportunity, sir, for your parting words of wisdom. All right. My team and I always say, we got to start with good clay. And the key things that I look for are, are you coachable? You know, it's mindset first. So the mindset dictates the business never does. So if someone is uncoachable and like everyone will be like, oh, if they haven't been on camera or on video, they'll be like, I don't like my voice and I'm not comfortable being on camera. And I'm like, are you willing to let go of whatever traumatic bullshit story you have associated with you, 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 which is a selfish act and actually serve someone? Are you willing to maybe observe and look past that bullshit? So, you know, just I got to jump right in there is this is the great discovery. People think it's ego to be on camera, but it's ego that keeps people 
from getting on camera. It's the opposite. Yeah, what if they don't like me? Exactly. Me, 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 It's a selfish act. And get over yourself and know that we're all uncomfortable. So I think I way over answered your question, but. You did, but it's my fault. And I resisted, by the way, to our point in the earlier conversation, I resisted about 10 tangents, but I didn't go down it because I want to let you go. So tell people where they can find you. Okay. Well, you can go straight to my personal website, which is my name, MikeKoenigs.com. But the shortcut, easy to remember link is paidforlife.com. That'll bring you there. And then my business site is superpower.one. And that'll also bring you to the podcasts that I do. We've actually, believe it or not, we're doing three podcasts now. We've got a business one. I only know about two. Yeah, yeah. So one's brand new. It's called Category of One. And my number one, her name is Marisa Brassfield, who is brilliant. She has a very unique skill set, which I call her a synthesizer integrator. She's one of the few brain types that can be around completely crazy entrepreneurs who go down 37 different directions simultaneously and eventually get back. She can track all that, capture the information and package it in real time. And then there's Capability Amplifier with Dan Sullivan. And the second one is The Big Leap with Guy Hendricks, another brilliant, brilliant mentor, just a great man with a genius brain. Thank you so much, Mike. I really appreciate it. It's been a blast. Thank you, Marion. Thanks for listening. So what did you think about Mike Koenigs and his six accelerators? If you want to know more about Mike, make sure you go to his website, Mike Koenigs, that's M-I-K-E-K-O-E-N-I-G-S.com. And you can find him on all the social media platforms. Before we close out, one last thing I wanted to mention. This podcast is something I do because I think these conversations are important. I want to learn and I want to share with all of you. In addition to producing this show, and the shows that I do for private clients. I'm moving into the podcast consulting and coaching space. I've been doing this for almost nine years and tried almost every tactic in the book. You do not have to do it all on your own and you don't have to do it the hard way. If you're interested in working with me, let's talk and see if I can help. You can find out more about my podcast consulting at madmotion.com. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time. We have some great stuff lined up for the next few episodes.